0: You are listening to episode two of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show. Do you ever feel like you're kind of just winging it when it comes to growing your business or fine tuning your brand? In today's episode, we're focusing on the tangible steps that you can take right now to cast the vision for where you want to take your business and how to course correct if you aren't where you want to be right now. A lot of times we get off track, we think we're building something strong, and then we wake up and we're living a life we didn't intend to live. We're breaking down everything you need When it comes to creating a vision for your business, your brand, and the life you actually want to be living, I'm gonna walk you through the steps on how to reverse engineer getting there by using one of my all time favorite future forecasting models that I've created for my students and for you guys. Identifying what your values are so you can make sure you're checking those boxes along the way, figuring out what you wanna create, monetize, what you wanna sell to your people, and how to tie it all together so you feel on top of the world. Welcome to episode two of Scaling Up. Today we are talking about a topic that is so near and dear to my heart because it has literally changed the entire path of my future. And I feel like it's something that business owners or entrepreneurs or people who wanna break into entrepreneurship or take their brand to the next level, they think they can skip this step or maybe even worse, they think they've done it casting the vision for your brand and your business. And I'm not just talking about setting goals or hopes or creating a vision board. This is something a lot more strategic and tactical and something so vital to the heartbeat of what you're looking to create, which is not just an income. It's not just a brand. It's not just a business, but it's your life. Because once you create this brand, once you start building this business, you get it off the ground, you will quickly realize that it will dictate how your life goes. Are you happy in the day to day? Do you feel like you're trading dollars for hours? Are you scared to even get this thing off the ground in the first place? Today, we are focusing so heavily on how you cast that vision and why it's such a powerful foundation for whether or not you will be truly successful as a brand, as a business, and as a person. Too many people that I've encountered over the last handful plus of years are just winging it when it comes to starting their own business. They know they want to be an entrepreneur. They know they want to build a brand, or maybe they already have, but they kind of tripped and fell into it, and they're just... Taking things one day at a time. I always loved reading anything from Jim Rohn. He's so wise and I felt like I always would read what he said and it would click in my mind and it would help me change my strategy. And there is a quote from Jim saying, it's not the blowing of the wind that determines your destination, but the set of the sails. You guys, the wind is not going to magically blow you where you want to end up. And I have a lot of evidence to back that up, both from my own personal experiences that I'll share a little bit about today and from working with different clients who have what it takes to be the next big thing in their industry, a thought leader, a visionary, but they've missed this step and as a result, they're feeling burnt out, stressed, unfulfilled, and likely way, way underpaid. So I was working with a woman who had a following on Instagram of over 300,000 people that she truly grew organically. She was a nutritionist and she was someone that, by the looks of it, was an industry leader. You don't just trip and fall into a following of hundreds of thousands of people. And in talking to her, I kind of had my preconceived notions of where she was in her business just based on what I was seeing on social media. And then I got down to it with her and I found out something that was totally shocking to me. Not only had she not figured out how to optimally monetize her massive following, but she was still very much so trading dollars for hours. I knew people, myself included, with a fraction of the following she had, making significantly more income and living a better lifestyle than she was. She was still stuck in her day job with no sign of being able to leave it because she needed the income, which meant this was her side hustle. She was working with clients one-on-one, creating individualized meal plans, and she was scrambling to try to get this thing to grow, but she couldn't scale it because she never actually took the time to figure out what she wanted this thing to look like, who she wanted to be serving, what she wanted her day-to-day to to feel and look like, how much money she wanted to be making or how much money she needed to be making to leave that full-time job that she really wasn't fulfilled in anymore. So she was in her own version that she had created of yet another hamster wheel. Her initial inspiration for starting this business and this brand was to really serve people but also to serve herself to be able to get out of that nine-to-five grind and do something she believed in yet here she was with this amazing following with very little fulfillment very little time on her hands and a business that she was completely slave to and if she wasn't working one-on-one with the client she wasn't making any money So this is something, this whole concept of casting the vision, it's something we can do before we even take our first step as an entrepreneur, or it can be a course correct a handful or more years into what you've already built. It's such an important thing to do every so often to make sure you're looking at the roadmap that you've created and saying, am I on course? Because you can be off like one degree and you're going to end up somewhere so different than what you may have thought, and that can lead to burnout, disappointment, financial struggle, and just feeling like a failure. I've heard the New York Times bestselling author, Rachel Hollis, say a few times now, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every single time, and it's so, so true, but sometimes we think we're aiming at things, but we really didn't create the ideal scenario that we want for our lives and for our brands and for our businesses. You might be doing the work, showing up every day, setting the big goals, fighting for your dream and really feel like you are hustling. But unless you've taken the time to align what's truly important to you at the core, how you want to feel, what you want your days to look like, what kind of business you want to create that not just serves your people, but serves you, you're going to be passionless in no time, underpaid, unfulfilled and That's not why you started in the first place. So today's episode is dedicated to helping you craft a powerful vision that fills your cup and your bank account, because we know that piece is important. My grandfather always used to say, I don't like money, but I like what it can buy. And it's so true. We need it to be able to serve more people and get our message out into the world and live the lives that we feel called to live and to give us that freedom to be able to also be with our families and be connected to the people we love. So it's all about what you can do today, no matter where you're currently standing, to ensure that you end up where you ultimately want to go. So we are focusing on what I consider the five pillars of casting this vision. And the first is kind of obvious. What's a vision. I just want to lay the foundation for what this actually is, because I think a lot of people get get tripped up with this concept and think it's just about goals, or think it's just about how much money you want to earn, or just about what you want your brand to look like or feel like. But the vision, those are the expectations that we set for our lives, our brands included in that. Because when you are building a personal brand, it is you. It's woven into the fabric of who you are, how you live your everyday. And it is so crucial that you're taking the time to figure out what you want that to look like. Because without it, you're going to wake up like so many people do five, 10 years from now, feeling disconnected from your original mission or your goals or your sense of purpose. So we're going right from there into pillar number two. There is something that I created to help originally myself. with this process of building this foundation and knowing what I wanted my life to look like. And then I started utilizing it for my clients and found that it was so useful for them. And it was a step that they had skipped time and time again. Before we can get into the nitty gritty of branding or rebranding, if you already have something established or talking about what products you want to sell, we have to get real about what we actually want. And like I said, most people think they can bypass this. And they slowly but surely dig themselves into a hole that is really tough to climb out of. So it's time to think of an ideal day in the life. I call this my future forecasting formula, and I'm going to walk you through it. And it's an exercise that's allowed me to create a brand and a business that I love and that I use for my coaching clients. And it's Helped me craft the perfect model for how I want to live and the same thing for the people that I serve. So I used to work in corporate marketing. I started as a journalist and then branched into corporate marketing and I was doing copywriting and different things in that space. But when I was supposed to be doing my work, I would kind of hide in in my cubicle and I was busy writing business plans because I was bound and determined to break out of the three walls of my cubicle because I hated that life. So I would come up with all these different ideas over the years of that big break I was gonna create to escape the nine to five grind and become an entrepreneur. And one of the plans I created, it was the one. Like I knew it, I felt it in my bones. I created this massive business plan. I learned how to create a business plan. I spoke to lawyers, I spoke to loan officers. I knew that I, was going to be the next big matchmaker. Yep, that's right. I wanted to create a matchmaking company. I was coming off the high of meeting the love of my life, who is now my husband, and I felt like everyone should feel this incredible. So inspired by my own experiences and you know current situation and passion, I was going to become Boston's premier matchmaking service. I felt totally qualified for it. I researched the heck out of it. I watched plenty of Millionaire Matchmaker, and I was committed to the idea, and I was so excited about the prospect of doing something so fulfilling for the rest of my life. Like, didn't that sound amazing? I could be pairing these people up, and then they'd fall in love, and then they'd get married and have babies, and it would be this incredible, beautiful cycle of love and happiness and rainbows and butterflies, and oh my gosh, I found the thing. So. I was all in until I brought that business plan to the bank. I was thinking so short-sighted. I was only thinking about what I wanted to be doing for work. Like I wanted to be a matchmaker because I loved the idea and I felt qualified to do it. And instead of looking at the entire vision, not just of the brand or of the business or of the model, but of how I wanted to be spending my time and my days and my money, I had totally missed the boat. Thankfully, that bank loan got Turn down fast. I hadn't anticipated the cost of opening my own matchmaking studio. I was going to need a physical location, so that means rent every month. Plus, I was looking to do this in Boston. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Northeast, but it ain't cheap. I needed employees, insurance. I needed an advanced and expensive matchmaking system, an algorithm to be created to be developing either an app or a large database. I needed advertising, event space, like the list went on and on and on. And this also reached beyond just the cost. I wasn't thinking about what my days would look like. I mean, I told you guys I had just fallen madly in love with this guy and everything was amazing And I wanted to spend every waking moment and we were on the path to getting married. But I was trying to open the doors to a business that was literally going to take all of my time. By opening a brick and mortar and having a physical location, you have to be there all the time. So I wasn't really thinking about what my days were going to look like or if I was spending all of my hours in a studio, on the computer, hunting for people to connect with each other, or what my lifestyle would be if I couldn't afford to take the vacations I wanted to take or help the people I love, because I would have so much overhead and such a huge time investment. And I hadn't looked at what I value in the day-to-day or the big picture and what I wanted my life to turn out like. So this Future forecasting formula it's a simple exercise that can make a tremendous impact on your future. It's going to serve you in ways that you can't even imagine because if you do this you're already going to be so many steps ahead of so many other entrepreneurs and whether you haven't even started yet or you need that little bit of course correction this is a really good tool for you. So I'm going to kind of go through the questions that I asked myself and that I asked my clients to ask themselves, but this will be in the show notes as a freebie for today's episode. So you can go in there and download it so that you can take a little bit more time and not feel like you have to be scribbling down notes right now. So it's just 15 questions and you can come up with more personalized questions that you think speak to you too. So. I want you to picture your life, okay? Like picture, you've got this business off the ground, it's five years out, it's successful, it's grown, it's in full operation. And I want you to imagine what an ideal day looks like. What are you doing? That's the first question. What do you do? Like with your time each day, what do you do in this business? The second question is, how do you feel? Or how do you want to feel? These are all the ideal things. So you know, what do you do? Write down ideally what you would be doing or how do you feel? You know, some of the answers that I've given or I've seen other people given is I feel at peace. I don't feel stressed in my schedule. I feel really creative. I don't feel spread thin. It's talking about how you, you really ultimately want to feel each day because that's so important. You could build something absolutely incredible, but if you feel like a bag of garbage, that's not really going to serve you. The third question is, what do I see? I loved this question because it totally flicked a light bulb on for me that I didn't realize I didn't have kids at the time when I was thinking about this whole matchmaking thing. We weren't married yet, but I could totally picture that in my life. And what I wrote for what I see is I see a beautiful view from my home office and I see my kids playing outside. And it was this realization of, oh my gosh, I want something. I don't want a storefront location. I want to be home. I want to be available to my family, even if I am working to build something I believe in that provides for that family. So it helped me really think about where I want to be in the day-to-day. What do I hear? Well, I hear music playing. I hear my kids laughing. I hear my favorite podcasts in the background. That was another little light bulb of Okay, like if I'm in a corporate office or if I'm in a a building with a bunch of other people, I'm not going to hear those things. So that helped me kind of craft the vision for what I wanted to be doing. Who do I serve? Now, we don't have time in today's episode to really break down your ideal customer or your ideal client, but this is so important because I've worked in different industries and in different businesses of my own, and I've come to this conclusion time and time again, where I'm working with someone and I'm like, this person is soul-sucking to me. I cannot stand working with them. And I wanted the luxury of picking and choosing who I get to serve. So really take the time. And and like I said, we'll break down this this whole concept in a future episode to figure out who it is you want to be spending your time serving. I knew when i was creating this podcast i had to make sure i was creating content that was relevant to the person who's going to get up off their butt and go like they're go-getters because i've worked with people who say they want things they give the lip service to things but ultimately they never take action and that was heartbreaking for me to work with that type of person day in and day out because i saw their potential i wanted them to to want this but they just weren't doing it so i had to tweak my business model, and the content I was putting out there to speak to the person who is taking action. So who do you want to serve? Number six, how do I want to spend my free time? Think about that. Because in some of the business models I was writing and scribbling down, free time wasn't really going to be a thing. So I had to consider if I wanted to spend all of my, quote, free time working, or if I actually wanted to be able to do other things with my time. How much time do I take off, guys? I'm seven years into my business. We take, as a family, anywhere from 10 to 12 weeks vacation a year. And that's important to us. That's like quality family time, traveling where we want to go, seeing the world, being with the people we love. You know, our families are one on the East Coast, one in the Midwest. We travel a lot between families. How much time off do you want to take? Because depending on the type of business you build it could dictate whether or not that's an option for you and also consider the fact that we are kind of looking down the road a little bit of course my first few years of business i absolutely was not taking anything in the realm of 10 to 12 weeks off in fact i was in the hustle mode i'm talking ideal day you know handful of years in this thing is up running established successful what does it look like number 8 how much do i earn This is another thing you don't really just want to wing. We work with a financial advisor, and it allows us to kind of forecast where we want to be in different areas of our life financially. And a lot of that helps us kind of set the financial goals for our business. How much do you need to earn to be able to live the life that you're crafting? That's important. Don't leave that up to chance. Number nine, how many hours a day do I work? I try to keep it. Depending on the day, first of all, I work weekdays, not weekends. I often take Fridays off. Again, this is like well into my business. But in addition to that, I try to be done by like two or three in the afternoon every day. Of course, there are different things that pop up events, travel, calls that I might have. But pretty much, I like to be done with my work by the afternoon and spend the rest of the day with family. You have to think about, you know, if you're opening a restaurant, and that restaurant serves dinner, are you okay never putting your kids to bed? You just have to think about these things. It's not coming from a place of judgment, but don't get there and then be like, oh my gosh, I never thought about the fact that I'll never be there for bath time. Number 10, what are my hobbies? This one makes me laugh a little bit because as an entrepreneur, you quickly learn how easy it is to never have a hobby. (laughs) I went five years without a hobby. I could not answer that question. But if you want to be able to do the things you love outside of work, Make sure you consider that. 11, what's my health routine? Don't fall into the trap of building a business that sucks so much of your time that there is no health routine and you're not healthy and you don't work out and you don't take the time to figure out what your nutrition plan should be and stick to it. What's my morning routine? Like, are you waking up at the alarm, dragging your sorry butt out of bed, and going to do something that you don't even love doing anymore because you never thought about this stuff? How do you spend your weekends working with your family, totally off the grid, on social media all day because that's what you've crafted? And the last question, how much time do you spend on work activities each day that bring you pleasure? You might have this awesome idea for a business, but ultimately, the way you'd have to spend your time to make it function is neck deep in paperwork. Or working with clients that make you want to pull your friggin' hair out? So make sure you're thinking about how you would physically have to spend your time in your job, in your career path, your your brand, your business. And is it a good amount of that time spent doing stuff you love, creating content, speaking to people you want to serve? So, so important. So we break this and the next few pillars that I'm going to talk about down way more in depth in my free Ditch Your Day Job Toolkit that you can grab in the show notes. And obviously I, I do this on a way higher level with my scaling up clients. Those are the people that I mentor one-on-one and we take things to whole new heights. But this is a really good baseline and starting point. And also just to note, my Ditch Your Day Job Toolkit members... They are getting a front row seat and special pricing on my seven day ditch your day job planner when it launches soon. So make sure you get the free toolkit either way because it'll be of use to you, but you'll also get the perks and the early access. Okay, so the third pillar is probably my favorite. This is right in alignment with what we just did with the future forecasting exercise because it's going to set the stage for where you go next. What are your values? So let's start with the foundation. What's important to you? Who are you? How do you live? How do you raise your family? At the core, what represents you? What are the values that represent you? This is something that so few people understand the gravity of, and they wonder why 30 years come and go, and they aren't happy in the life they're living. They never took the time to create a value system that they wanted to build their life around. So instead, they adopted the values that fit the life that they kind of tripped and fell into or what society told them they should be doing or maybe what their parents raised them with. So here's the difference. If you were to ask me now what some of my core values are, here are some of the things that I would say. Freedom, that's top of my list. I want the freedom to be with whomever I want, uh, doing what I want, serving whom I want, just that freedom financially. Freedom of time, all of it. Freedom is so, so vital to me as a value. My faith. Family connection. I put that at the center of our world. My health. I never would have thought it 10 years ago when I was over 50 pounds heavier, but I now understand the value of optimizing your health, and I make it a part of every single day of my life and my family's life. It is a core value for me. Hard work. I don't want to look back on my life and think, If I push a little bit harder, if I challenged myself a little bit more, could I have achieved that dream? Adventure. We have two babies and one on the way, and I love our adventures. Everything from going out in our backyard on the farm and, you know, looking for dinosaurs in the woods with my three-year-old or traveling across the world as a family and experiencing a new culture. We love adventure, and it's a big piece of what we work towards. And giving. That is certainly a core value. I set financial goals heavily on what I'm giving back, either to family or people in need or my church or the community. So giving is a core value for us. So you could have asked me seven years ago before I started my business, back when I was strung out working in a corporate job that I hated, and I might have answered with the same core values. But what I didn't see at the time was that I was just listing off values that mean something to me based on how I was raised or what I thought or what I wanted, but that doesn't mean I was actually living or striving towards them. So there's a difference between thinking something has value and living in pursuit of that value. Do you think when I was working you know, 50 plus hours a week with an hour long commute each way that I had the freedom to live how I wanted, despite saying that freedom was a value of mine? No, of course not. Or when I was... Sleeping in and missing church on Sunday because I was so exhausted from the week prior and just trying to catch up on that rest, was faith really being honored as a core value of mine? No. Or family, if I were in a nine to five and dropping my kids at daycare every day and picking them up after work with just enough time to feed them and get them to bed, family connection, you know, it might be something that I'd wish for, but it wasn't a core value that I would be nurturing at that time or when i was over 50 pounds heavier and still eating like trash and hardly working out that doesn't really constitute good health as a part of my core value system. So you get the point. You can set these standards or these values and say that you're honoring them but unless you're living them or at least working towards living them, you know, they're not really a core value for you yet. So it's important to look at what values you want to be honoring and creating a life that allows you to do that. And again, there are seasons, like I've had seasons where some of those values weren't being honored because I was in go mode with my business or my brand. Um, I was working extra hard to get it to a place where I could make family connection a value. Maybe you're working towards it. It's not to say that you create this business that magically allows you to live this way from day one. But the point is that you know you're in alignment and with what you're building. And that's what's so important because now I actually base how I've built my career and my life around those core values. So I'm not just admiring them, but I'm cherishing them, and I'm living them, and I'm nurturing them every day. And this is the time to do this so that you don't end up creating a business that you're looking back on wondering why you started it in the first place. That never feels good. So get rock solid on these values, and that will help you map out the next steps. I want you to take some time to write out your core values that you want to live by. And ask yourself if they're showing up in your life right now. And if they aren't, that's okay. You're in the right place to adjust that. We're going to continue to work on this in in upcoming episodes. But these values are going to start to dictate your actions and what you're working towards. Okay, so our fourth pillar. What do I want to create? Like, what do I want to monetize? What do I want to sell? What are my products? You don't want to just look at what the rest of the world is doing and make your decision on what's happening in their lane. What do you want to be creating? I fell into this trap when I first started. I thought I wanted a business model that had me working one-on-one with clients, so I would create systems and processes and products for each individual. And within just a few months, I already felt about as stuck as I felt when I was working in my corporate job. I realized I did not want to be working with so many people one-on-one. It was taking up so much of my time, and it wasn't allowing me to honor my core values. So I completely changed my creation process and my product suite to fit how I wanted to be spending my time. I went from all one-on-one coaching clients to a small number of very high-level clients, coupled with group coaching and online courses and membership options, and I instantly felt so much more free. And the final pillar, I just think this one's such a good one to cap this episode on, what's my level of necessity? Have you asked yourself lately where you stand on making this dream or this vision actually come to life? Not like placating yourself and saying, I'm going to do it someday, but like backs against the wall. Am I ready to make this happen? Have I given myself permission to fail forward through this journey To bring this dream to life, to do what so few people ever do and to experience living out my core values and my ideal days for the rest of my days. Chances are, if you're winging it or going through the motions, the necessity isn't really there or you haven't captured it yet. If you really want to get into that zone of scaling up where you see your vision actually manifest into something real that's changing your piece in your pocket of the world, that's putting dollars in your bank account that are making an impact on your family's life and future, it's time to get serious about mapping things out to get there. But first, you just ask yourself on a scale from 1 to 10, how badly do I want this? This being, you know, to bring your mission to life, to get paid well for what you do, to escape your day job, to live with more purpose, to make your impact, to create your dream life. If you aren't seven and above, either you're stuck in mediocrity and you've gotten too comfortable there. Or maybe your day job pays you well so your back isn't against the wall financially to make this brand the next big thing. Or you haven't done the legwork to lay the foundation of your vision or your values or your necessity to make sure you're actually operating in your zone of genius and creating what you want and what you need to be bringing into this world. So maybe it's time to up your necessity, to feel connected to your process and what you want to build. So here's the deal. There's something you're being called to do in your life. And in this current setting of personal brands being king, online businesses thriving, and literally every ounce of information directly at our fingertips, there is no reason why you shouldn't be fully entrenched in building the business and the life you are born for. I'm talking about the God, the one that like God looks down and says, This one right here, it's for her. She's got to run with this because the world needs her to bring this to life. Nobody else can do it like she can. But you can't skip these steps. I know multi-million dollar earners who are miserable because they've got big businesses that they're trapped in. I know people with hundreds and thousands of followers who haven't figured out how to monetize it, and those followers do not equate to dollars in the bank. You have to cast the vision, lay out the steps, identify what makes you tick, and create a brand and a business that becomes the vehicle to get you there. Don't expect it to magically happen without drawing out the map. Remember, the wind is not going to get you there. It's how you set your sales. So be sure that you take the time to go to the show notes, grab your ditch your day job toolkit, and my fromy freebie for my homies, obviously, that helps you to do the priceless future forecasting formula. And it's all in the show notes for you. It's all free. It gets you one step closer to where you ultimately want to be. And be sure to tune in next week because we are diving deep into some tactics and inspiration to help you continue